0: Welcome to the Superheroines Etc. podcast. If you're just tuning in to us for the first time, you can learn more about Superheroines Etc. on our website, superheroinesetc.org. We're a nonprofit organization focused on empowering women to embrace their inner nerd. My name is Carolyn No. I am the president of Superheroines Etc. And this may or may not be my last podcast as I'm moving out of the area, but hopefully you'll hear my voice again sometime when I'm in town or Skyped in
1: or something fun. We'll figure something out. It'll be amazing. <laughs> this is not the end. <laughs> not the end. Never the end. <laughs> so I am Foxsmith. I am the VP of Super Etc. I
2: am
3: Marissa Rowe, the event host coordinator for Superheroes, etc. And I'm Sarah Pritchard. I'm an event host for Superheroes, etc.
1: Awesome. Well, today we are talking over Star Wars, uh, more specifically The Force Awakens, as it has just come out and it's a big thing going on right now. So I think we were actually going to start off by discussing some things that we really liked. I think we're all we. If you haven't caught it, uh, you can look back through some of our older episodes. We did an hour-long special <laughs> on uh, women in Star Wars; definitely worth checking out. So we're we're all fans. Yes.
3: Before we start, we should probably say that you should be aware of spoilers. That was first. Yes. Spoilers! Yes. <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers! Spoiler. So if you haven't
1: seen the movie yet, turn this off now. Go watch it, and then come back. <laughs> yes. Well, well done. done. But when you come back, you will enjoy everything that you hear. <laughs> But yeah, we were going to first start off, we talked briefly before this and all of us enjoyed it, uh, but we were going to kind of go over and talk about some things that we loved. Marissa, so would you like to start? Uh,
2: well, I will say that I was pleasantly surprised, but also I set the bar low for myself <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't want to be disappointed. So I avoided pretty much all forms of media beyond the, um, the initial trailer. So I was really, really excited and I felt good about it. And I think the thing that I felt the most happy about is that it gave me something to look forward to. It renewed my interest in Star Wars because I've always loved it. But I'm really excited again. Um, as excited, if not more excited than I was the first time I discovered Star Wars, which is a really refreshing feeling for me. So um, I'm, I'm excited. So I'm excited about that. And just the general interest to spend more time on wikipedia and poking around and fan theories are really interesting again whereas before it just felt like a bunch of complaining so (laughs) so that's what i was excited i know
3: that's general but i think it's interesting that you say that about um you know like having the bar really low (laughs) i so similarly i watched some of the prequels the like or not, not the prequels. Excuse me. <laughs> I did watch <laughs> those
1: too.
3: I did watch those too. But previews, I watched some of the very very early previews. But then I didn't read any of the stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't watch any of the more recent previews. Um, and I so I was actually really um kind of like defensive as I was watching it. Shall we say, like for the first time, I was like too nervous about it being bad to mm-hmm. really relax agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. and I found that I enjoyed it way more the second time around um because I knew what was coming I knew it was not going to be as bad as the prequels <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so I could just relax and enjoy it so that was definitely something that I liked about it I think probably my favorite part was um when Ray has the vision I thought that was there was a lot of questions about that it, that it brought up, like, what is happening. It seemed very magical and mysterious, and uh, that was something that I enjoyed Star Wars having again.
0: Yeah, and um, something that I really enjoyed about it was that it was very funny again. Um, I feel like the prequels Mm -hmm. just lost that element of what was so fun and and to a an certain extent cheesy uh, about the <laughs> the originals but you know it, it really stayed true to the original trilogy and when I walked out of the theater I was quoting lines already you know <laughs> which is not something that I was doing in the prequels so no it felt <laughs> I felt a little bit more classic but also just fresh as well you know it was paralleling a lot of similar themes from the original trilogy but also bringing in this whole new cast of characters that were i felt a lot more accessible and
1: relatable and and better representation in general Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
2: representation's a good
1: yeah a good point i think that was probably one of my favorite things is having a female protagonist i thought was really nice to see as well as finn i thought was an amazing character he was funny he had well-rounded character as a whole And I thought it was just overall really enjoyable to watch. And also Maz was Mm -hmm. an absolute delight to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's lots to love. There is, Definitely. there is.
0: Yeah, and I think that Finn and Maz were the fan
3: favorites among the group mm-hmm. today, Yes, so. Yeah, I think it's funny you talk about, like, quoting lines after leaving. I did really like the movie, but I have to say my favorite line to quote is the, You need a teacher! This <laughs> is just, like, so ridiculous. This <laughs> is, like, the worst insult ever.
0: <laughs> so we had a really good time with, That's not
1: how the force works! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I thought there were some nice throwbacks as well. Like, uh, so, so, what did you do when you when you were working there? Oh, I worked in sanitation, <laughs> which, which later on, after they're done questioning, um, oh, I forget what's her name. Uh Phasma. Phasma. When they quit f- questioning her, he's like, "So, do you have a garbage chute?" And Finn's like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. Yeah, there were definitely
3: some, some cheesy moments, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like the original Star Wars is kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm okay with that. That's what makes it so lovable, <laughs> I think,
0: personally,
2: but I love cheese, so mm-hmm.
3: I didn't
0: like
2: BB-8 until he did the thumbs up thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't like him No, when he did well, that? because I'm such a huge R2-D2 fan that I felt like he was being replaced with a modern, shiny new robot. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I know, I really had feelings about it, and then I, I whispered to my dad, I was like, where's R2-D2? to 2 d 2 And he said, like, just wait, because he had already seen the film. Oh, okay. But I was actually getting a little annoyed that I hadn't seen him yet. and felt very relieved that he was still there. I felt like I was really concerned that it was out with the old, in with the new robot. <laughs> and so... When he did the thumbs up thing, when BB-8 did the th- thumbs up, I, w- I was like, okay, you can be cute. <laughs> and then uh, whenever R2D2 made his appearance, then I was fine with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of like whenever like the family brings home like a pet, and you're like, ah. Oh. Oh. It takes me. A, it took me a minute to warm up to him, but he's mm-hmm. cute. It's mm-hmm. hard not to like him.
3: That reminds me. One of my other favorite parts was when uh, Han and Leia are meeting for the first time after years or however long. And it's like very dramatic and they're like looking at each other and and then suddenly C-3PO is like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Because it's something that he would totally do.
2: Let me insert myself into this situation. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) And I think that is what made it much more like the originals of Star Wars, that it had that, um, it wasn't so slick as -hmm. the prequels and it was funny Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm, things were broken and people kept Landing the Millennium Falcon really badly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so, that poor ship. <laughs> something else that I really liked was that I left with really good questions. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned C three PO, and I even though it did he w- didn't feature prominently, I'm really curious about his arm. Why was he <laughs> wearing a different colored
3: arm? I heard there's a comic book about that already. Oh, <laughs> <snap>. <laughs> I think.
0: Well, We were talking it's about a lot of hard. questions before we got mm-hmm. started.
1: That We just, we
0: have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But in a good way.
1: Yeah. yeah, and there's there's already many, many fan theories. Many, many ones. And some that I've read that are really well thought out as well, which, it's fun. It's fun to think about that and kind of Sherlock Holmes your way through it and be like, oh, these pieces fit here, here. This connects these different threads. And whether or not some of them are accurate, which I kind of hope some of them are. You know, it's it's fun to kind of go back and look through, because Star Wars has such an extensive universe and there's so much to take in that you can look back over all of these things and kind of connect these dots and feel really just involved in the process. And like Marissa
0: was saying, that that there's just an energy about the fandom again that I mm-hmm. think was really missing after the prequels. People were like, oh, they wanted it to be really amazing. And then, <laughs> man, that really sucked. It was, um, as, if, it was <laughs> as
1: if there was a sound of a million hearts all breaking.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, I mean, now you go
0: on, online and people are just really excited. And that's something that I'm I'm excited about as well. Mm-hmm. What was
2: the first line of the film in the fan theory that um, hopefully... Hopefully this will make it right. The first yeah. line the first line of the film is hopefully this will make it right. Oh. And a lot of people are theorizing that it's an apology <laughs> for what they've done to us and our hearts with one, two, and three.
1: I've gotta say, for as, as much hate as they get, I enjoyed the Phantom Menace. Like when I saw it for the first time. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I thought it was there it's some not, epic not something, battles. It's there not something some cool that I would stuff. call a great piece of cinema but I remember like <laughs> <laughs> certainly but I but I do remember enjoying. It. I thought it was just a fun watch, you mm-hmm. know. Like and again like I didn't have <laughs> expectations set anywhere and I wasn't really into Star Wars that much beforehand either. Mm-hmm. So as coming from a place where I wasn't really invested in the universe or anything, it was fun. And the thing that is positive about it is that it did get me like, oh, well, maybe I should get, you know, more involved and see kind of what some of this, these other films are about. You know, and I had seen them long, long ago, but it, it made me go back and actually rewatch. And then you can reassess and look back and be like, oh, that's not at all what I, what I experienced the first time. But. I
2: actually can't even remember when's the last time I sat down and watched 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, A dark time in my life. I
3: only saw them in the theaters, I'm pretty sure. I think that the first two I only saw once in the theater, and then the, the third, whatever it's called, I can't even remember because it wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, but I did see that one twice because it... My expectations were so low by that point that it managed to surpass them. So I was like, okay, I'll go see this again. Is that the one with the
2: fight scene with Yoda? It's I the one remember. where
1: Hayden Christensen falls in the lava. And... Oh, yay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, I know that I've seen the second and third one. I know that I've seen it, but I, I have, like, blocked it from my, like, mm-hmm. I only remember from the third one when he goes into the lava and he's, like, kind of, floating around a little bit and then he comes back out and he's like, no! <laughs> in some sort of order.
3: <laughs>
1: There's a lot of dramatic no screaming in
2: yeah, this, in this is, franchise. I, I associate it, like I said in the first time we talked about Star Wars on the podcast, with, with friendship, but it's more of a happy association with my with my teen years
1: as opposed to a happy mm-hmm. association with the franchise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. One other thing that I did really like was between the relationship of Rey and Finn, that there was a little bit of flirtiness from finn initially just like hey hey you got a boyfriend you know and like and when she asked him oh are you with the resistance He's like yes yes i am this is this is what we look like well some of us you know, like that's that one of my favorite moments but as it progresses you don't get inundated with this huge sense of like foreboding romance you know and like that they're they're just destined to be together you know or anything like it when he goes to rescue her i got the sense that he, in that moment, was caring about her as a friend of his that mm-hmm. was the first person Absolutely. who was nice to him. That somebody that he didn't think should be left to be destroyed, you know, on this ship. Um, and that he, he cared about her as a friend beyond just, like, kind of whatever flirtiness was in the beginning. Well, I
0: think this is something that kind of leads back to the fact that Finn is a really complex character that mm-hmm. we all got very invested in and interested in. Because mm-hmm. he's at Maz's cantina, and he's pretty much ready to, like, leave and never see any of these people again but as soon as she's captured even though he is terrified of the Mm -hmm. first order
1: he's willing to go back and save her which i think
0: says a lot about him as a person
1: well and also we we get to see during the first attack on the village where he was before he had unmasked that he had this hesitation he didn't shoot you know he you can see that he's having these emotions on the inside and we had discussed a little bit beforehand that he is one of the only characters we see have some sort of turmoil following a traumatic event. Like, he witnessed this, and then it you see it haunt him through the rest of the film, as opposed to five plants having been destroyed that are never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. Um, which I think would be a good kind of bridgeway into things that we think could have been improved, or things that we were less than crazy about. <laughs> Well, Carolyn, men- you guys just mentioned that uh, he, w- Finn, was in the
2: uh, cantina, and I re- and this is so silly, and it's not really a criticism, but I was disappointed that they didn't play the cantina song. <laughs> the I was waiting for that.
0: I I,
1: will, it, I was was this mo- it was a, a much more modern thing. I was like, "This is interesting." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, no, cantina
2: song." Well,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I think for me, so
3: um, I was uh, I really liked John Boyega's character. I Absolutely. thought he did a great job. I thought he was mm-hmm. the most like. Han solo of like all of the characters um and I also really liked that Rey was the like the the chosen one shall we say for lack of better words you know mm-hmm. she's the main character she's the one with the force um but I would have liked to see a little bit more character development on Rey's part and to see a little bit more of her character having some flaws or some foibles or some make some
1: jokes just something a little bit more relatable from her so i hope to see that in later films Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i agree i think um she for me she got a little too close to the trope of the strong female Mm -hmm. character in that she she did everything really well she could fly the millennium falcon without any prior (laughs) experience that i saw flying you know large ships or anything like that you know and she she's able to harness the force by closing her eyes and uttering you know, and and it's it's these things that I, yeah, it must be nice to be great at, at everything, you know, even though you, you experience a turbulent past and stuff like that, but, like, just some sort of indication that there there is still some struggle going on. There's still something happening beneath the surface of this just, like, force moving forward through the plot. She
3: did, I mean, like, when, after she has the vision, she definitely has, like, some fear mm-hmm. after that, and she runs off and has sort of some immers- emotional turmoil over yeah. that, I guess um, what I would have liked to see from her um, was more on, like, the positive side of emotions, you know, because she's she's very brave, she has some fear, she has some hesitation, but I would have liked to see her be happy a little bit more, I guess, or, like, see her having fun, or just be a little bit... She just seemed kind of angry for a lot of the
1: film, I guess. (laughs) I feel like she didn't really go to extremes on either side in mm. a way, um, and I would have, to, it's not something I was looking for, but mm-hmm. as I think back, like, I feel like she was, she was very severe at points, and yeah. she was very kind of, but I feel like she never, even when she ran off, she was, she was very calm for somebody who just experienced that, who's running off into the forest into an unknown direction, you know. Yeah, that would like, have been I, a good, oh, sorry. Oh, no, 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 I was just gonna say, like, it's just, I, I felt like it was very much in the middle, kind mm. of, like, not very extremes of anything, even in, on one or two occasions, I would have deemed an extreme moment. Her running through the woods...
2: Uh, would have been a good time to add some emotion because there have mm-hmm. been so many times that's that's been played out in film where mm-hmm. somebody's running through the woods and they're crying or they're they're scared. it would have been mm-hmm. a really good place for them to sprinkle some multi-dimensional characteral traits in there.
0: <laughs> and I think that was one of my least favorite scenes in the film is where she's running through the woods because it didn't seem to serve purpose. She's not really reacting. she's just running. We don't we don't get to. and of course, it's just a scene with her in it running. I mean, She's not going to be talking to anyone, but it would have been nice to see some further reaction than that.
1: Yeah, and even when, like, BB-8 follows her, she's just like, no, I'm going away. She's mad, she's upset, let her, like, yell at her or something, just briefly, you know, just to... I feel... So it's interesting
3: you say that, because I actually feel like her relationship with BB-8, I found it a little unbelievable at times. I wasn't sure, like, when she's back on Jakku and um, BB-8, like, you know, just sort of shows up in her life... um, It wasn't clear to me, like, why she rescued him initially, and then, um, he, like, wants to stay with her, and she's immediately, like, super angry about him, like, staying with her. (laughs) It just seemed, like, a little quick for her to be so, get away, and then she sells, or she doesn't sell him. She's offered the chance to sell him. Yeah, yeah. And she's obviously so hungry and poor and needs the money and decides not to sell him, and... Um, I think that could have been an opportunity for a little bit more character development or explanation mm-hmm. or conversation about why she makes the decision not to. Mm-hmm. Other things in the film I, that I thought yeah. could could have been a little better was I had a problem with how Chewbacca
2: was treated mm-hmm. after Han Solo died. He got off of the plane um, and... Ray got a hug from Leia, and Chewie just kept going. He didn't get a side
1: glance, man. He didn't even
2: get a side glance, and it was such it's it was such a crushing event in the film. Right. And they've been together for so long that mm. I just expected a little bit more. It was really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I think it's kind of representative of the way Chewie is sort of treated by the films generally. You know, like in the original series, he doesn't get a medal when Han and Luke get medals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think you bring up a great point. Like he would have had a lot of emotions about that, mm-hmm. probably way more than Ray does. Mm-hmm. She's only just met Han, and there's no discussion of what's going on for chewie.
1: Well, she's only just met Leia too. Right, <laughs> I mean, <right>. it, like, <laughs> like you know and, and we see whenever um Han and chewie first get back and they Leia first arrives and they first see each other, like chewie gives goes over and gives Leia a hug. So they're clearly on hugging terms. It's not like something that they haven't done, right? I think that's a good point that.
3: I, I think I'm pretty sure that like when Ray gets off that plane after Hannes died, like she's never met Leia before and they're having like this big emotional hug. Right. I'm, I'm wondering what's, what's behind that. Was, yeah. was that just like a little like, oops, we didn't realize that they hadn't met before or what? What's deleted scenes.
2: <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see what does happen to Chewbacca because now Ap is going to stick around with Ray. It's going to be mm. by choice. Right. He has a little more freedom, so maybe
1: maybe we'll hear more from Chewbacca.
2: Mm-hmm. Does she understand oh, I just about to ask that.
3: Can mm. Rey
1: understand Chewbacca? Because that's going to be a yeah. really difficult friendship. Who else <laughs> can understand him? No one. C-3PO? Well, mm. anyone who speaks Wookiee, I would assume. <laughs> true. I would love to see her speaking
3: Wookiee. I mean, she, she <laughs> can understand BB-8, so... That's true. She seems a little bit multilingual. Mm -hmm. it's the force (laughs) maybe it is maybe she's got like secret force Force language (laughs) well this may be a good segue to talk
0: about a certain character that none of us were particularly fond of.
3: (laughs) His name is Kylo Ren. (laughs) Notice that he has not come up once until (laughs) the moment. So my favorite Kylo Ren right now is the uh, emo Kylo Ren Twitter, (laughs) which if you haven't seen it yet, you should check it out. It's hilarious.
2: (laughs) I think it was really surprising to me that, uh, as it turns out, Kylo Ren is in his 30s.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought he was a teenager. I did too. Yeah, we looked that up right before the podcast because we were discussing how <laughs> angsty he is. Yeah, it's it's understandable if he was, say, like late teens or something like that. To where mean you know, he's in a difficult position? Like he's having some father issues. He's dealing with some stuff. It just feels different once the guy in his thirties. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I think
0: something I was reading, um, I might have been the writer, or one of the producers or something was talking about. We've never really had a character specifically like Kylo Ren. And I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, um, in what
3: way? We haven't had
0: a character like him? Sort of the temper tantrum reactionary type person, as opposed to some of the more controlled villains mm-hmm. in the films. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, that if you look back to the prequels and you look at Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> there's definitely some angstiness that kind of translates over as well. So,
3: I don't know... I mean, I feel like I can definitely tell that Kylo Ren is related to Luke Skywalker. I mean, Luke's got a lot of angst about the Jedi. It's you know, true. When
1: he's like, oh, I'm endangering the mission, you guys. I just shouldn't have come.
3: <laughs> well, and also, can I just point out that, like,
1: he, he has this situation arise where he's he's teaching a class of up-and-coming up- Jedi, including Ren, and Ren, like, goes berserk and knocks everyone off, and then Luke's solution, as opposed to dealing with this problem, is like, you know what, guys? I'm out! I'm out. I'm going to some unknown location for an, a number of years, and you are just gonna have to deal with this shit on your own.
3: I found that very believable. I've talked to other people who were like, well, "Luke's not that kind of character," but like, I think Luke is that
1: character.
3: <laughs> he, you know, totally a Jedi. He's like all in black. He's having all of these feelings. You know, I think he's he's very angsty guy. I would have
0: feelings like that if if my father was Darth Vader, though. I mean, I'd be a little angsty. There would
1: be some <laughs> angst. I don't know. Maybe he blames himself, like his dad's Darth Vader, his nephew's all turning evil again. He's like, it's me. It's me, guys. I just need to remove myself from the picture.
3: (laughs) Well, and if you read the Extended Universe novels, pre-J.J. Abrams adaptations, Luke was pretty angsty in those as well. (laughs) Yes, he was. (laughs)
2: So why do you think Kylo Ren is wearing a mask and a helmet? Cool factor. Yeah, I think plus so,
3: yeah.
1: ten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really think it's just like to be cool. He yeah. he felt to me way cooler in the mask before he took it off. <laughs> well, what was the, the hair? Th- as soon as the yeah, hair came the out, hair it would not just, work for me. It was me. so distracting. Also, my hair looked that good when I took off my helmet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> also, logistically speaking, like it's it's up under there somehow. Like every time he put it, does he like kind of. You know, tucked up underneath. They're like, "What? It what's would going totally on be
3: sticking all out. It would, it'd be sweaty
1: and gross." I imagine like... there's the Kylo Ren, Pantene,
2: like me and <laughs> <out there> already. <laughs> if not, there will be. <laughs> I have started haven't, a trend. <laughs> now that we're talking about his hair, I just imagine, you know, like the fan and the swooshing.
3: <laughs> it kind of did that. It definitely blew in the wind mm-hmm. sometimes. It did. It
2: did. <laughs> I also found it distracting not to think about um, what is. The character, the actor's name that played Kylo Ren, Adam. Adam Driver. I I had a hard time ignoring him. The fact that I recognized him from other roles, uh. especially from girls, and how much of a tool he was <laughs> in, in that part and how I was seeing that kind of leech into Kylo Ren a little bit, it was hard to ignore. And I was like, oh, that guy. Because I hadn't done any research, I had, I ignored everything. And then when he took off his mask, I was like, that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
3: I didn't. I haven't even seen girls with just, like, his appearance under the mask with the hair and him being so young. I Like, when he took off his mask, I had a hard time not giggling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think also the moment of him taking off his mask, too, which... I personally found uncomfortable, and I think a couple of us did, is that when he's talking to Ray and she's tied to the table mm-hmm. and he's leaning in over her saying, I could take anything I want. It came off as a little rapey to me and mm-hmm. it felt really uncomfortable especially for a Star Wars especially for a Disney Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Now, like what was he what was he trying
2: to relay in that mm-hmm. take what she's already tied down so what are you saying? Information
1: so, I was assuming but it,
3: yeah. yeah it when, felt a little weird to me. When I was watching it I noticed that as well mm-hmm. and I didn't want that to be what the implication was Mm -hmm. also because this is star wars and disney Mm -hmm. and even though i didn't think of disney at the time but like this is star wars come on right um but yeah i think the like first level implication is like he could yeah take any information from her mind but definitely like the way he's like leaning over her and sort of like looking at her shoulder in this Mm -hmm. creepy way
1: it had some some rape overtones, unfortunately. Right. Well, in the framing of the shot as well, uh, she's kind of lower diagonally, looking up at him, kind of hovering over her, mm-hmm. and she's tied down. Yeah. You know. And it. Yeah. And I. I immediately had the exact same response when I first saw it. I was like, I do not want to be uncomfortable by this. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just taking it in the wrong way, or maybe it's you know, it's it's certainly not what they mean. You know. And I I found myself having this internal dialogue of like, no, no, don't. Yeah. Like, it's it's certainly. It's not actually going to turn into, the, you know, yeah. and, but it was, it was a really uncomfortable feeling there for a few minutes. <laughs> but I remember
2: initially when that happened, my, my facial response was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I just kind of made a face and I was like, I, that's what I trust. I was like, this is not right. This feels yeah. all, all kinds of wrong. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's interesting. I think that all of us had mm-hmm. this reaction because I've seen it three times now. Um, and I made many comments to my movie-going <laughs> partners about it. But each time when I saw that, I was so like, I really don't want this to be happening. That I didn't, I didn't say anything to the people that I was seeing it with. Mm-hmm. I've had discussions with my friends since then about that. No one else has brought it up, but I think it's interesting that all of us noticed yeah. it when it was happening.
1: Well, not just noticed it, but also, it seems, tried to t- talk to ourselves and be like, nah, it can't possibly be this. Like, it can't actually, you know, and and almost trying to downplay the fact that it's making us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, and it, I think it's out of place. It mm-hmm. is! In,
0: in the dialogue, in the storyline. In because, the franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Because overall, the film just doesn't have any of that... I don't even know what to
3: describe it as. It's never really felt to me like that kind of story. Right, Right. exactly.
2: Even, like, the proximity of the character's bodies. Like, I don't remember him getting up. Han, even, he kept a pretty sizable distance on the catwalk, you know, until he killed him. (laughs) Spoiler! (laughs) (laughs) Like, should I say it? We already warned them. We warned them. (laughs) But and then I kind of remember, I was like, wow, he's in her face right now.
3: <laughs> I mean, even honestly with Han dying, um, that to me felt a little bit outside of the franchise's normal milieu, shall we say. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Ben dies in the first one, but that's sort of a a, a typical role for that kind of like mentory wizard mm-hmm. figure. Like, they usually die. Mm-hmm. Um But like, Star Wars has never seemed to me like the kind of franchise where like beloved main characters die. Mm-hmm. And um I think...
1: It felt forced a little bit. Well,
3: I think my, my thought was that Harrison Ford seemed a little pissed yeah. to me throughout <laughs> right. the whole movie. Like, he didn't yeah. really want to be there. So it seemed like maybe he made that one of his caveats of participating. Yeah. Although I've heard
0: everyone's coming back and it hasn't No one has said Harrison Ford's not coming back, so I don't know what that means. There's some ghosts.
1: Yeah, he (laughs) He doesn't
0: have the
3: force. That's (laughs) what I think.
0: (laughs) I think when you look at the original trilogy and you look at Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. Luke doesn't kill Darth Vader, even though Darth Vader is like one of the most horrible, Mm -hmm. feared people in the entire universe. That's the person you kill, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's when because Luke is
3: good, he's a good yeah. guy. <laughs> but Seriously.
0: then when you when you come to this movie and you see the father figure dying, it may or may not be indicating this is a different series or this is like mm-hmm. as part of the story. This is a different story. And Agreed. This is how it differs, and it could just be part of the storytelling piece of. The overall series.
3: There are some
2: fans who think that he's still alive. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs>
3: he got <laughs> caught, caught down there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's also, though, like a... Um, it seems kind of like rite of passage for Kylo Ren. Like, this mm-hmm. is how he's, like, cementing his allegiance to the dark
1: side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really... I've read some theories that he... And I mentioned this before uh, we started recording, but that he actually has some sort of plan behind what he's doing with the dark side that he's... Theory suggests that... Even with Darth Vader, there was something he was trying to accomplish being on the dark side. And so now, you know, Kylo Ren is trying to accomplish that as well. But even that to a side, like, that he is there for a reason. And he's, the conflicting feelings he's having is that he's actually feeling more of a pull back to the light side. and He's trying to stay over here so he can accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really like that idea. And for me, him killing Han Solo, it, you know, because he, he clearly was having some emotion there. This was not an easy act for him, right. you know, and, he's being um, ripped apart, right, you know, and, and just like that he feels he has to do this in order to, as you said, kind of cement his purpose there. So that's what I'm hoping for is that we learn that he has yeah. some, some, some sort of plan, some, some sort of a <laughs> reason for what he's doing. This kind of makes me question, is he redeemable? Because mm, good
0: before, question. before he kills Han, there seems to be this implication that there's a way to get him back. There's mm-hmm. a way to bring him back from the from the dark side.
3: Even though I think they say that
1: he's killed a bunch of Jedi students. That right. that were probably children also.
0: <laughs> right. Apparently,
1: well, this is, yeah, you know, just that's like a habit that but... runs in his family. Like <laughs> killing a bunch of kids is something that they do. I mean practically I'm like, you know, what do they going do when you
0: get him like, he can't come join the Resistance or the whatever they're calling themselves. And, and like, how are you going to keep him from the dark side once you bring mm. him back if you can't keep an eye on him all the time? I mean, like,
1: <laughs> practically how is this going to work? But beyond that,
0: yeah, is he
1: redeemable? Well, even if he is, though, Leia's relationship with him would never be the same after that. Mm. After having killed Han, you could tell that she felt instantaneously what had happened. Even if he is redeemable, people aren't just going to accept him. Like, they aren't going to be like, oh, you're a good guy now? Cool. Come over and hang out with us.
3: I think that brings up an interesting point because the fact that, like, throughout the whole movie, he has all of this baggage about Han. Mm -hmm. You know, he mentions, I think, a couple times about his anger at Han Solo. You
1: you want him to be your father, he would disappoint you.
3: (laughs) Um, But he never really says anything about Leia. Mm -hmm. And Leia is not dead. Um, And I think this opens up, like, an opportunity for Leia to have more of a role in Kylo Ren's redemption, Mm -hmm. should that happen. Which I think could be a really interesting plot line. And, like, a plot line that I would really like to see from Leia, Mm -hmm. um, to give her an opportunity
1: to do something a little bit more interesting than what we've seen from her in in previous movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to see her more actively involved. I know she's a general, she's busy, but I but we don't her. see very much of her being busy. Right, right. right. I mean, and I would love <laughs> to see more of her actively involved in like doing something to help him. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, like clearly there's a part of him that doesn't want to be doing what he's doing. He's seeking some sort of guidance, which he's getting from Snoke. Um. <laughs> we haven't talked about it all, so. <laughs> You know, but, like, I, I would love to see her take that active role. Because we, we get a lot of daddy issues going on. Through, it's, it's, like, the framework for the franchise. Yeah. And, like, nobody really has mother issues, even though mothers seem to be killed left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, having a mother relationship that is redemptive or even just existent would be an interesting thing to see.
3: Mm-hmm. Or even just having a mother who's doing something other than being a mother. Right. You know, yeah. like she's she's having a role I know that we see her like briefly as the general, but like I think it would be really cool to see an or an older woman who is a mother portrayed as, you know, still doing other things in her life and having mm-hmm. other relationships and other goals. I
1: mean if anyone is qualified to do that, I would say Leia would be <laughs> Yeah yeah. Would exactly. be the one.
3: I'm pretty
2: excited for the next
1: Film. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll see it.
2: I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to
3: say, I, I know I've I've been complaining about how we didn't see very much of Leia, but I was pretty excited that they kept referring to her as like General Organa, mm-hmm. um, and that you know, she wasn't emphasized as being a princess. She's, like, this rebel leader. I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. That is
2: a very good point. I don't think they said the word princess once. I think C-3PO oh, oh. yeah. oh. princesses, he says,
1: but or like something like
3: that. at the beginning of the movie, you know, when the little summary of what's been happening is rolling across the screen, and it's talking mm-hmm. all about, like, General Leia Organa, mm-hmm. I was like, it's <laughs> so exciting! <stunning." laughs> yeah, I mean, they made it sound like she was a big force behind everything. Mm-hmm. So, even
0: though we don't see as much of her, there's definitely her presence among a lot of the film Mm -hmm. which is also good i'd love to see more Mm -hmm. um but i think that they made it known that she was essential
1: to what was going on what i would love to see and this is just my own personal thing i feel like the first one was very han centric Mm -hmm. and i would love if they broke also the trilogy into like first one more han second one more luke last one more leia and we get to see each of them kind of what they impart and what they contribute to this the ending of the saga, you know? I
3: think that also brings up some questions about, I mean, I personally don't feel like Mark Hamill is, like, such a strong actor. Like, I'm
1: a little apprehensive about the He was a great voice for the Joker, though. Okay, well. So if he does that the whole time.
3: We'll see. I have some apprehension about it.
1: Yeah, I I was not sold on the very last scene where the camera's cutting between their two faces and, and every every time the camera's on his face his eye like his his expression is more severe like a little yeah. more head tilt a little more leaning forward <laughs> a little more tears in the eyes <laughs> furrowed brow you know a, a little older as time goes on, you know acting right. Um, so I, I guess, uh, overall, I think it would be a definite recommend to see. Obviously, you've seen it if you were listening to this. We because hope. we told you to go see it. <laughs> um, but at this point, you've, you've listened to us, you've seen the movie, and now what? Um, I know that I personally have never really read much into the extended universe. And so, for a noob like myself, where <laughs> might one start in, um, I guess in two veins, where would one look to read pieces that are within current canon in keeping with that? And what would you say are some of the best just overall to read? (laughs) Uh, Well, in canon, I highly recommend the Princess Leia comic series.
0: It's um, fun, it's adventurous, and it focuses primarily on Princess Leia. So you really don't even see Han and Luke uh, in even the first volume. Which, Mm. I mean, I love Han, I love Luke, but I really wanted Princess Leia in this comic series, and I got it.
3: I would recommend uh, the Tympathies On Uh, trilogy, uh, aired to the Empire. Um, They are, I guess, not canon anymore, (laughs) Um, but they're very good. They're well written. Um, I think they're very strong, and I think that there's a place for an alternative, you know, vision of of how things went after Jedi was over. And I have been neck deep in fan theory online, so I don't really
2: (laughs) have necessarily a resource, but Part of, again, what I love about Star Wars is the community that comes with it. And so I'm having a good time reading the comments for once. I'm not like (laughs) (laughs) reading the comments and all of the articles. And it just seems to have renewed a passion for Star Wars. So Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying that. So instead of, oh, and then also I'm, I'm, uh, lightly dipping into the Clone Wars cartoon on Netflix, I would recommend that, and it's been recommended to me several times, so um, surprisingly, even though it's a cartoon, it's not for kids, so um, it really isn't, it's it's pretty, dare I say deep, it sounds hard to put that word with cartoon, but Um, I've watched the first couple of episodes and I'm like, there's a lot going on in here for a Mm -hmm. cartoon, so um, I would say that, but then also I'm just really enjoying hearing people talk about it again. Mm -hmm. Even even people who aren't into Star Wars are so curious now. Mm -hmm. Somebody at work asked to borrow Episodes one through six, and I was like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yay!" And then, and then they asked me what order, and I was like, "I can't even begin to, <laughs> to explain that to you." I said, "You just do what you think is best." <laughs> I wanted to say four, five, six, one, two, three, but there's a whole argument out there on the internet for that about the machete order. The machete order. I
0: believe order. strongly in it,
1: but I won't go <laughs> into that. Google that, listeners. <laughs> yeah, we encourage research. <laughs> Personally, I think if you start out with something that's worse, it can only get better. As opposed to- <laughs>
0: what was that spy show with um
1: oh my god was it spy kids no <laughs> there's, it Zoltz, there's was a it spy alias?
0: show no 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 Were we there... haven't talked about where in. <laughs> where they're in the best the best buy look alike i can't remember chuck chuck okay, okay yeah, so there's god. an episode of chuck yeah. where one of the guys forgets like a bunch of really non-essential things and he forgets watching star wars so to that's not a non-essential thing <laughs> <laughs> well so, you know, as opposed to, like, language and...
1: <laughs> breathing. Breathing, <laughs> breathing
0: yeah. <you> know? <laughs> so, um, point being that the they're bad at each other, so the guy who remembers everything tells him to go back and watch their, the prequels before he watches the original trilogy, and the guy's
2: mm-hmm. like, I don't get why you like this. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, whenever somebody does express interest and they want to see the films, it's... It's uh, I'm always really hesitant. Being like, they're not gonna love it as much as I do, and I just need to accept that. Like the one time somebody told me they hadn't seen um, oh that David Bowie film with uh, Labyrinth. Yeah, they hadn't seen Labyrinth, and so we watched it together, and they were totally not into it. I was crushed.
3: I think that there's a there's an age there's like a window in which you have to see Labyrinth. Because I saw it too late, and I was like, yeah, I don't
1: know, I don't get it. I also saw it too early, and I, like, have only, like, from my first viewing of it, I had only the memory of, like, the hands in the well or whatever, and I was like, what the hell? Because, like, I remembered that one thing for years after, and I was like, what was that? They're helping hands. Well, I know that now.
3: I did also really like that J.J. Abrams just steered clear of the prequels. There wasn't any of this, like, Yeah, <laughs> none of that nonsense. Plenty of lens flare, though. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want a desert for a minute. Like, you know, that's it's probably in its natural habitat.
2: There were like, some really cool Easter eggs or, like, nods to the old films. Like, the mm-hmm. chessboard upon the Millennium Falcon that was still... Functional somehow, which I thought I was like, oh, I
3: recognize that. That was kind of neat. <laughs> Some of that I found a little like too much, you know. It was like a bit trying on too hard. Nerd. Yeah, a little bit trying oh, okay. too hard sometimes. But then I afterwards I was like, it, well, it's Star Wars, you know. This is how it's space fantasy. <laughs> that I don't need to take it this seriously. <laughs>
2: but we do take it seriously.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but overall, the movie was good. Yeah. So very
2: much. You know. Even with my decreased expectations,
1: I'm still very very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the kind of thing i feel like i could i could watch it a bunch of times and still be entertained every time that i watch it so maybe to wrap it up what big question do we want answered in the next film Hmm. i uh, i'll say this i want to find out that ray is not related to the skywalkers agreed i would love that i've read some interesting theories that i would love for them to follow i don't want her to be a skywalker There, I said it.
2: (laughs) It would be cool if she was a Kenobi.
1: Yes. I think it would
3: be... I would much prefer her to be related to Obi-Wan than to be related to either the Luke line or the Leia line or the Anakin line, none Mm -hmm. of those. Um, But I also think it would be really cool if... She wasn't related to any of them, <laughs> you know? Like, it's uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing about, like, she has this family that we don't know about. I think it would be kind of cool if she had some important family, but it's not a family that we've heard of. Mm-hmm. And then we meet her family. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they're alive. That would be nice. They were some <laughs> right. Some family that was alive once in a while. So I, I think that was cool. I think that's part of why my favorite part was the part where she had a vision. Mm-hmm. There was so much mystery and, and mm-hmm. magic about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I need to know more about Snoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very mysterious.
0: I'd like to know where Maz got the lightsaber. Yeah, that yes. oh, sounds yeah. like an amazing
1: story, because mm-hmm. she's a really cool character. I Just would love about her to see in general. more Maz, yeah. 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 If two could be all about Maz's adventures, I would probably love that.
0: <laughs> and I want them to rebuild her statue. It's like yeah. really
2: important
1: to me for some reason. <laughs> She'll get another one. A
2: bigger one. A, a bigger. better one. <laughs> And didn't we say more, um, more general Leia? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely
1: more. Yeah, and, and we still have two movies to go, so <laughs> I think true. we're definitely getting a lot more of only two. Everything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> an, an, one more, and then another two-parter for the end, and maybe a three-parter for the end of the spin-offs <laughs> and all the spin-offs. All well. the spin-offs yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have enough for our appetite for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Once again, if you want to find out more about our organization, um, visit us at superheroinesetc.org online. Uh, Become a member. Look into bringing a chapter into your own home planet. And, yeah, I guess join us next time for another fun and exciting podcast. Thanks so much.